Hey, 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 welcome to the Pastor Duke podcast coming to you from the Soviet Republic of New York. Oh, we're counting down our days till we move south. I love New York. I get a little tired of the winters and uh, I'm really tired of the Texas. And I am really glad to be departing from the New York state government. Oh, my goodness. They do not like Christians in New York state. So I guess I've been in a thorn in the side of New York politics for 44 years. And I'll still be coming back probably for the summers because a lot got a lot of people here we love. Well, as you know, things are uh, happening in the news. No coinkydinks with God. Isaiah said about four times, God uh, wrote pre-wrote history. <laughs> Behold, I tell you, before it happens, Jesus said, so that when you see it happen, you'll know what is happening. I call my message today, the prince will soon fall. The devil is going down one day. It seems like, when is it going to happen? You know, one day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years, just like a day. It's been only 6,000 years of human history. And, uh, you know, interesting, in Second Peter, he talked about uh, in the time of the end, the whole chapter of Second Peter, chapter 3, about the second coming of Christ. And then he said, just realize a thousand years like a day, days like a thousand years. We had 6,000 years of human history. We had six days of creation. On the seventh day, God rested. And we know when Jesus comes back, he sets up his millennial kingdom where he will rule and reign for a thousand years. So we're getting ready for the the mother of all parties, the millennial kingdom of the Lord Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we call today's thoughts, the prince will soon fall. Of course, the sooner the better. Ephesians 2.2 2 says, wherein in time past you uh, walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. That spirit was controlling me uh, all the way through high school until Jesus, the Holy Spirit, came and knocked on the door of my heart. I opened it. He came in and changed everything. I hope you can look back and remember when Jesus changed you because you called on him, you trusted him, you received him. He says, so that spirit, the spirit of Antichrist that's already here that now works in the children of disobedience, he's temporarily, according to this verse, running today's show. He's the prince of this world, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, in whom the God of this world, little g, little g God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, uh, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. He wants to subvert the gospel and keep people from Jesus. He doesn't care what kind of religion you get into. He doesn't care if you have a high moral standard. He just wants to keep you away from Jesus. He deceives, making evil look good, and good seem to be evil. And that's in our face today. Hillary Clinton called people like you and I deplorables, unredeemables. I'm like, Hillary, it's too late. I'm already redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. John 14, 30, here at, Jesus speaking, hereafter, I will not talk with you much uh, for the 
prince of this world comes. Kind of like as a virus, God is allowing him, Satan, to continue to run his course until the time of the end. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having a key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and he had and he laid hold of the dragon, Satan, that old serpent which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more. You see, the greatest deceptions come from the greatest deceivers, and he's the all-time champion deceiver. Revelation 12, 12, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil is come down to you having great wrath, because he knows he has but a short time. He knows his days are numbered, and I believe the countdown is on. Revelation 18, 23, for by his, Satan's sorceries, all the nations of the earth were deceived. That's in the aftermath, looking back and saying, how did he deceive the world? The English word there, sorceries, is the Greek word pharmakia, from which we get the word pharmacy. It means the enchantment or deceived by drugs. Years ago, when I first came to Christ, I thought pharmakia might have meant uh, the street drugs, which blinded me for a number of years. But now I notice this medical deception was global in Revelation 18, and not just party animals in our local high schools like I used to be. Now I see this sorcery in Revelation 18, the demonic-inspired global medical deceptions through vaccines, how I'm seeing it now, as in uh, the World Health Organization, where they unleashed mandatory COVID vaccines on most of the nations of the world, which I see as a forerunner of many more vaccines to come. Already in the planning, if you listen closely to what Bill Gates, Team Fauci, and the World Health Organization have planned for the global populace. This isn't my opinion. This is in their own words. They're trying to stay out ahead of the uh, coming epidemics. Makes you kind of wonder if they have their hand in the viruses. Study that out. You'll see that they do. (laughs) Gain of function. Uh, uh, Fauci's got a lot to be accountable for, and I hope Rand Paul is able to hold his feet to the fire uh, under a new conservative uh, House of Representatives that I hope comes in, but my victory is not political. My victory is in a Savior who will return and deliver us from this present evil world. But isn't it interesting? At the epicenter of the UN Agenda 2030, depopulation movement are the same people at the epicenter of the World Health Organization Global Vaccine Initiative. Uh, Ain't that interesting that up to the COVID vaccines, uh, there had to be rigorous testing, which Fauci once said took 12 years, beginning with two to four years of animal testing. Then the human testing could begin, all of which was waived as a whole new world order of vaccines is being unleashed 
on a deceived global populace, in my view. It began with COVID vaccines, and who knows where it's all going to be heading from here, but kind of bringing the global populace into compliance, leaning on the good government to take care of them and protect them. Well, maybe those who look so good are the evil ones. Woe unto them that say good is evil and evil is good. But, praise the Lord, many are waking up as the untested vaccines have proven, number one, to be completely unreliable to stop COVID, and number two, completely unreliable to stop its transmission. More interesting to find is the fervent mainstream media cover-up and hiding and censoring the vast numbers of harmful vaccine reactions across the world. The death toll is going up not from COVID, but from the COVID remedy. Trump had said he feared the remedy would be worse than the reality. It seems that's coming to pass, and I'll be thrilled if I'm wrong. But as you listen to the data coming in, the VAERS reports in America and across the world, a whole lot of heartache is falling upon the human race with the results of many of the vaccines. I always thought they were kind of new vaccines. The boosters turns out that they're just the same vaccine over and over and over again. In in Israel, they've had uh, four mandatory vaccines and their death rate, I'm told, has gone up by a thousand percent. How sad. Satan always attacks the Jewish people above any other people group, and it seems to be true with the COVID um, battle. Today we're seeing adult sudden death syndrome. (laughs) It used to be infants. Now it's adults, which is is a new global epidemic all in itself and, of course, being poo-pooed by the mainstream media. And, of course, we had the banning of proven COVID-killing cheap and effective uh, medicines like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Never had we seen an attack upon a remedy. Well, for me personally, six times I got hydroxychloroquine for my trips to the Amazon basin to prevent malaria. But my doctor, who's a Christian man, loves me, loves the Lord, could not prescribe hydroxychloroquine to me when I had COVID. Do you notice there was an absolutely... No attention given to prevention, as there is with every other disease. Uh, No prevention of COVID uh, in the mainstream media with vitamin D3, zinc, vitamin C. The only preventatives for COVID were lockdowns, social distancing, and masks, all of which was horrific to our world economies. Only COVID had the quarantine of the well COVID vaccines had to redefine the very uh, word vaccine to qualify to be a vaccine. They did not fit the traditional uh, interpretation, the, the traditional meaning of the word. COVID vaccines are the very first mRNA genetic altering vaccines ever used on the human race the ramifications of which we'll just have to wait and see. We've been introduced to the new term CRISPR, C-A-S-9, CRISPR, where uh, scientists uh, are able to genetically uh, slice and dice uh, uh, 
genes. Gene therapy, uh, they now call it RNA interference. I don't think I'm comfortable with that. To me, this is a huge human invasion of God's sacred building block of life itself, the DNA molecule. God is the author and giver of life, and the DNA is center to all life, plant or animal. In Genesis 6, 1 through 3, there was some kind of genetic apocalypse with demonic human genetic union, which produced, the Bible says, quote, men of renown, and there were giants in the land, uh, some kind of human demonic uh, blending of beings, whatever it actually was is debated, but one thing in uh, one thing that is not debated, one thing absolutely for sure is this. Whatever it was, it crossed God's line of tolerance. And immediately, Noah was commissioned to build an ark. God's judgment was coming upon that world system. Our Lord Jesus said, by way of his warning of the lost and enlightening of his followers, he says concerning his second coming, as it was in the days of Noah, so also shall it be at the time of his second coming. We begin back in the 80s with cloning. Then we got the genetically modified food products, which continues to multiply to this day. And now we have what they call human 2.0 called transhumanism. Have you studied out the Russian, Chinese, and U.S. initiatives to build genetic super soldiers? The genetics are being done behind the curtain, almost human drones, as it were. The mainstream media lays low on all of this, as you would suspect. Have you listened up on Obama's boy, Yuval Noah Harari? U, Y-U-V-A-L, Yuval Noah Harari, H-A-R-R-A-R-I. Klaus Schwab's go-to guy on transhumanism to control the world populace in the completed UN Agenda 2030. You know, Schwab, who said in his recent book, you will all be living in 800-square-foot apartments in high-rise buildings in smart cities using only mass transit, owning nothing, and being happy. The life they've chosen for all the useless eaters, they call us. They like to call people like you and I (laughs) who are trying to connect all the dots they call us conspiracy theorists yet they are the conspirators and they are bold and they are no longer in the shadows this all comes from their web pages in their own words they share their future plans i would believe none of that had i not cheated and read the bible and know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places i know that i know it's all heading to totalitarianism and a one world government under the antichrist so when i see what the bible says i call that the glove of prophecy and i listen to what they say i believe the hand of their reality fits into the biblical glove of prophecy i think it's happening right before our eyes 
You all need to read Schwab's most recent books, The Great Economic Reset, and now The Great Narrative. He is founder and president of the World Economic Forum, which began in 1972. These plans have been in the works for a long, long time. His main team of world planners is not a hidden conspiracy. It's all out in the public arena. His team includes, of course, George Soros, Bill Gates, Michael Blumenfeld, and others. They seem to be central with the next uh, concentric circle out to be the World Economic Forum. Straight from the World Economic uh, website, their self-identification is... We are the International Organization for Public and Private Cooperation. Oh, doesn't that sound wonderful? Uh, names like Burja Brende of Norway, Christia Freeland, Minister of Finance in Canada, uh, Lawrence Fink, CEO of BlackRock. <laughs> if you're studying what's going on, that's a big one. Orit Gadish, CEO of Bain and Company in Europe. Al Gore, the prophet, the green guy prophet, Al Gore. Christine Lagarde, president of the European Central Bank. Nagazi Okonjo Awila, director general of the World Trade Organization. L. Raphael Reef, president of MIT, David Rubenstein of the Carlisle Institute, Mark Scheider, CEO of Nestle's, along with 19, uh, 19 other elites on the trustee board of the World Economic Forum. These be the power brokers and the ones who make the plans happen from what I believe is the, the central group of the Bilderberg group, you know, kind of a... Uh, the uh, Kissinger-type people, the Rockefeller people, the Rothschilds uh, people out of Europe, the, the strong international Western Bank uh, uh, pioneers and controllers. Schwab lays out publicly all of their plans. The Bilderberg Group participants are divided accordingly. Number one, royalty <laughs> uh, the, of, of England and other nations, military generals and uh, financial institutions, co uh, corporation executives, academia, and, of course, media moguls. That's the central group, and they have their guests from year to year as they meet in Davos, Switzerland. The entirety of this non-elected, self-appointed global elites are the ones controlling the Western global power from which the Antichrist will arise from, as we were told in Daniel 2, Daniel 7, and Daniel 9. This is the global cabal that Putin is fighting. He knows the reality of all of this, but seems not to know the theology of all of this. At the human level, he's fighting that. These are the people Putin teams against, as he teams with Xi from China, who also is aware of these Western elites. Um, the once called conspiracy is well known now globally. This power group is why the kings of the South, Islam, will fight against 
them in uh, in Daniel chapter 11, verse 43 to 48. Islam is being left out of all the global planning. They're the nobodies. They don't like that. They believe the Western powers are the great Satan. And when the Antichrist uh, hooks up with Israel, according to Daniel chapter 9, that's the key for Islam. We're, we're, we're rising up in their eschatology. They believe that when they fight against Israel, when they fight against the Western power of this great Satan, they will so please Allah that he will release their imam from the well where he has been in a state of occultations waiting for uh, Allah to uh, allow him to emerge and he will be the Islamic Messiah that conquers the world for Islam. Well, that's what they believe, but we know from Scripture that's not true. They will be soundly defeated by God uh, as they attack the Western uh, power block of the Antichrist. You know, Easty, Westy, Northy, Southy. Well, who are the good guys? Nobody. They're all bad guys. Satan's going to use one group to destroy the next, to destroy the next, to destroy the next. The first to go down will be the kings of the south, Daniel eleven forty three to 48. It's why Russia comes down against Israel, Ezekiel 38 and 39, in the time of the end, where the Antichrist will have his central control uh, uh, in Jerusalem, in the Temple Mount, where he'll sit in the Temple of God, showing himself that he is God. It's called the abomination of desolations in Daniel. It's what we see unfolding in Revelation chapter 13 when he comes from, goes from prominence to power in the middle of the tribulation period uh, where he institutes that uh, totalitarian mark of the beast. It's why China is presently building the Silk Road from Beijing to Israel so they can be ready for the cataclysmic battle in the end where their amassed army of 200 million will die as King Jesus comes back and wipes out the Western and the Eastern powers. None of them are good, and they are here, and they are gearing up. The nations are aligned. These are the people Trump has been exposing and fighting since his trip down the escalator at Trump Towers a few years ago. These are the people President John F. Kennedy exposed in his last speech and was murdered only days later. They don't hate Trump for his weird haircut uh, or his mean tweets. They hate him for exposing the deep state like no one ever has before. To me, it's a miracle he is still alive. It's simply this. The nationalists, which are emerging all over the planet, uh, against the globalist. Have you met the new Italian prime minister, the fiery gal? Oh, my goodness, she is on fire. She understands uh, the cabal uh, perhaps better than I do. I don't know if she knows the prophetic part, uh, the uh, uh, theological part, but, man, she's on fire. Prime Minister Hungary is a nationalist. France is moving to nationalism. The Netherlands, Brazil, all fighting back against this deep state, this Western cabal, as Jesus told us in the time of the end. There will be distress of nations with perplexity. Boy, that might just be an understatement. I see Ukraine as the globalist money laundering headquarters. I see Zelensky as their puppet. War has always been where 
the international Western bankers, the central controllers, have cashed in through the past several hundred years. They fund both sides of most conflicts. That's why they're the warmongers. That's why they accuse Trump of bringing in war. And what did he do? The exact opposite. He settled the planet down. And as soon as he's out of power, what are they doing? War here, war there, here war, there war, everywhere, war, war, war. Just like Jesus said, there will be wars and rumors of more wars. They are so exposed now like never before, and they are so angry. Even biblical illiterates sense the evil and danger with Team Biden, Team Globalist talking nuclear war now. I personally see no nuclear war activity until after the rapture of the church. There will clearly be uh, nuclear activity during the tribulation where the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 12, 13, 14, that their eye sockets just dissolve in their skulls and the elements will melt with the fervent heat thereof. And vast percentages of the human population uh, are eliminated. There will be nuclear activity. But from my understanding of the prophetic picture, it's not going to happen until just after the rapture of the church. The UN agenda to see world population redu reduce from 7.4 billion people to the sustainable 500 million will clearly be achieved in the seven-year tribulation following the rapture of the church. Will all the death be direct judgment of God upon unbelievers or just God allowing wicked men under the control of Satan to destroy one another. It's left to be seen, but we know what's going to happen. And God told us in advance to be ready for such things. How do we get ready? We have Christ in our heart and we have Christ on the throne of our heart. How are we ready? We die to self. We worship our way through and we wait with one eye on the eastern sky looking for and longing for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan and his antichrist, uh, I be long believed, would be a political controller, but I'm starting to think maybe he will be more of an economic leader than a political leader. It doesn't matter if it's political or economic. It will be a man in whom Satan indwells and completely controls. The deep state is so hard to fathom till you look at the big picture. Who controls our school systems, our universities, our media, our medicine, our agriculture, Hollywood, professional sports, the music industry, to see the sexualization of children? Who fans the racial divides in our country? Who opens the borders to fentanyl, opiates, and human trafficking? That's all satanic. Who censors anything outside the narrative and who arrests, litigates, and incarcerates all political opponents? The spirit and the tactics that drove Hitler and his Third Reich are doing the same exact thing in our day. Our United States CIA, Department of Justice, FBI, are corrupted at the top. I know there's a lot of good people in the system, but corrupted at the top. Uh, and they're all a tool of this Biden administration, which I think is a demonic uh, fulfillment 
I'm bringing America. Biden said we're going to lead the way into the new world order, and he's not kidding. I don't know if he even understands what that is in his mental cognitive condition, but his uh, controllers surely do. Our CIA, DOJ, they're just like the brown shirts were to Hitler. Well, it's the same Satan who failed in the 40s to control the world, but he's back again in the 2020s trying to seal his deal of global governance and tyrannical control of most everything and everyone. Without divine intervention, he will soon uh, be in control. I think the difference between then and now is this technology. When you read what's going to happen in Revelation 13 with the mark of the beast, you have to have a personal digital ID. You've got to have a chip. You've got to have uh, 5G. You've got to have the cloud, the memory capability. You've got to have the hardware and software. Uh, You have to have space links. You have to have all of this in order to control the populace. They've already got it in China, and Satan will use the same technology to control the world in Revelation chapter 13. You see, God told us he will allow Satan to go so far, but he told the church at Thessalonica, chapter 1, verse 9, you are not appointed to wrath. Chapter 5, verse 10, you are not appointed to wrath. And we see that in Revelation 4, verse 1, the come up hither, the door is open, the trumpet sounds, there's a heavenly scene, and we have, I believe, the Old Testament saints and the church of Jesus all in heaven worshiping God, singing, Thou art worthy to receive honor and glory and dominion and power both now and forever. Worthy is the Lamb. Meanwhile, back here on earth, Revelation 6, we have the Antichrist coming in on a white horse of peace when he confirms the covenant with the Jewish people, a peace initiative, and but then the, uh, the red horse of war and the horse of famine and the horse of death come in Revelation 6. And it says in verse 17 that the day of God's wrath has come. If you have wrath in Genesis 6, and we clearly do, and we have no wrath for the church, <laughs> how did that happen? Very clearly, 2 Thessalonians 2 gives a sequence. The Antichrist will arise, claim to be God, sitting in the temple of God. And people say, well, when and when and how and all of that fit together. It's very clear. Around verse 7 and 8, he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That he is the Holy Spirit who lives in believers in the church of Jesus Christ, the true believers the Holy Spirit lives in. He's the resistor. He's the one holding back. And it's interesting, and look at these patriot movements. I, I look at who's leading the charge of, of being light and uh, fighting against evil today, and we have Christians in the center, in the leadership of, you know, Christians led the charge to end slavery. Christians led the uh, charge to uh, get equal rights uh, in America. Christians are leading this patriot movements around the world to fight against evil. But our victory isn't stopping it. Our victory is being light. Our victory is pointing people to Jesus. And Jesus, in the perfect moment, he's coming. And then that wicked one, the rapture of the church, then the wicked one, the Antichrist, will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the brightness of his coming seven years later at the second coming. We have the rapture, then the Antichrist. We have the tribulation, 
Antichrist comes to prominence at the beginning of the tribulation with a big fat lie. He comes to power in the middle of the tribulation where he institutes the mark of the beast. How close might we be to that? Well, the technology is here. Well, Israel's home, Jerusalem's retaken, the nations are aligned, and all this brewing politically around the world is the setup preparing the way of the Lord. And so, my friends, keep your eyes on Jesus. He's coming. We are on the winning team. I'm so thankful that God chose us to give us all these prophecies so we know what is going on in the world. And we're not going to win this thing at the ballot box. We're not going to win it with politically. We're not going to win it with weapons or warfare or even information. We're going to win it by pointing people to Jesus, the Son of God. If he's knocking on the door of your heart, open it. Call upon him. Ask him to come into your heart and save you. Confess him as your Lord and Savior. He's coming back. He loves you. You love him back. God bless for now. See you next time.